Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. I'm Andy White, and today I'm joined by Jerry White, Technical SEO Director here at SiteViz. Hello, Jerry. Hello, how are you doing? Pretty good, Jerry. Pretty good. Glad to see that the summer's come back. Mm-hmm, definitely. For one day. Getting the most from your demographics. Let's talk about that today. Okay, so a question that came in from Twitter was basically around um, what can we do with the de- demographic information? Most people nowadays use Google Analytics, which is probably the most common analytics package. And by adding an extra line of code and adding a statement in your privacy statement, you can actually get a lot more information out of it. Not that many people are doing it, but when you do it, you can actually see just that little bit more information. Sometimes that little bit more information is actually really helpful. What you can see is the split between gender. So is it men, women and age groups as well? And you can combine this information to kind of say, you know, what we want to see is who, what and why are people doing it on the website? Yeah. So one of the things that we've been doing recently is looking into one of our clients um, quite extensively and, and discovering the fact that one particular age group, uh, demographic, women age a certain, uh, women of a certain age, that sounds wrong actually, um, but basically one demographic spends a lot more, one, one demographic visits a lot more. And so finding out this kind of information allows us to kind of like push back and ask the questions, why? Why are these people doing this differently? Mm. Can we set up different landing pages? If we optimize the landing page differently, what happens? And we can start to look across the site and find out what content and what products people are actually buying. So this kind of information is absolutely invaluable. We're really sort of starting to find that, you know, the more that we can get out of Google Analytics or any analytics package, the more we can find out. Previously, I've already talked about the fact that with universal analytics, you can actually put a lot more of your own information in. And this information can, of course, be combined with this extra demographic information. So you can kind of go... You know, people who book rooms in a hotel, what age group are they? Are they the same age group as we're expecting them to be? People that do one action or, or particularly complete a certain goal? Let's find out more about these people. And if are they the sort of the same people that are visiting the website across? We can start to kind of look at channels. Are people that use Instagram fitting in a certain age group or gender? People that are doing Facebook? And if we can get this information and push it back again, then we can actually answer a lot more questions from the marketing team. And it influences everything from the emails through to the basically there's a lot of information that can really influence yeah i was talking to someone uh, i think a couple of weeks ago about demographics and and google analytics in particular just without getting too technical how how does google actually work out who these people are what's the sort of from a high level technology involved it is basically what you tell google to a certain extent yeah 
It uses something called a third-party cookie, and this is why you need to change your privacy statement because you're actually using a different type of cookie than the normal first-party cookie. A first-party cookie looks at you browsing across your own website. Yeah. A third-party cookie can look at you browsing everything across the web. And this is kind of quite interesting for another reason, actually, which we'll come on into in a second. But basically, this will allow us to look at why people that are into uh, computers, for instance, yeah. are they also coming to visit your website? You can sort of see all this kind of information. And so Google makes up this information from browsing, from your browsing history and also explicitly what you tell Google. So if you do tell Google your age, you do tell Google your um, your gender and all this other information, then Google can use this and tell basically people, companies to then remarket to you. The other thing, as we mentioned, the fact that it's a third-party cookie allows you to take that data and actually remarket to these people. So because of the fact that Google's got all this data and knows exactly who you are, you can actually change your pay-per-click behavior, for instance. We can say that we don't just want to bid on this keyword, but we also want to bid on this keyword and to this market. Mm. And that really, really allows us to kind of improve our, our kind of penetration across certain demographics. Um, this is much more along the pay-per-click stuff, which is not my expertise. I kind of tend to do the on-site analytics and mm. SEO-related stuff. But we've been recently coordinating quite hard with the, the paid search team who have been taking this information and kind of going, well, we can build a list. And if we kind of pay more for these people, our return on investment is, is significantly shifted in a positive way. And just to clarify, Jerry, um, I know you said at the beginning, but just to, to get this to happen, you have to put that extra line in, don't you? Absolutely. You basically add an extra line of code. Well, you don't even add an extra line of code. You change one line of code in your Google Analytics code. Yeah. You it, it basically needs to be, instead of it loading up from uh, Google's own server, you load it up from the DoubleClick server. Google owns DoubleClick, same company, but it's basically giving Google the ability to use the third-party cookies instead of the first-party cookies. If you're using Universal or um, the, the classic Google Analytics, it is literally just um, cutting and pasting over the top another line. It's very well explained on the Google website. Fantastic. The other thing, of course, you need to do is you need to kind of tell people that you're doing this. You can't really make these kind of changes without updating your cookie policy, your statement. Yeah, because it's, it's a little bit controversial, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're now um, enabling Google to basically track people across your website and the rest of the internet. Mm. So obviously there's that privacy implication if you're dealing with something very, very sensitive. In the UK, it's not as big an issue, but in Germany and other places, you have to be a lot, lot more careful with this kind of thing, and you have to be a lot more specific within your privacy statements. You're, you will get into trouble. I mean, we do things like um, randomizing IP addresses and, and similar stuff for, for the German markets if, they're on, if we are serving their markets. Mm. With Universal, one of the things that we have been doing is the extra dimensions and, and metrics that have been brought in so we we kind of combine information from what people are doing are they searching on the website are they doing certain things and of course all this information can be combined in with the with the demographic information that we've mentioned mm. one of the things that i would say is we generally don't use the google analytics interface for a lot of this data what we do find is that when we use the api uh, we use google docs as much as anything but when we use the data within the api we can pull it out push it out into a excel uh, spreadsheet yes and the graphs and the information that we can pull out of that make, so, make our life so much easier. We can kind of do cross-references with the age and the gender. We can do interests and, and that sort of thing. 
We haven't used the interest as much when we've been doing the marketing segments, but we have definitely been using the gender and the age a lot, lot more to kind of uh, bring that forward. And like I say, Excel and Google Analytics data in the API, it makes our life a lot more easy. We, we tend to do everything that way now. Now, that's interesting. Just for our listeners that aren't so technical, API, of course, is, is a way of like getting information from something like Google Analytics sort of programmatically, isn't it? Rather than sort of going to the website, looking at the graphs, you can, you can write a program to get that data, bring it down and do what you want with it. The way we do it is we have plugins for excel yeah which we don't tend to use as much as we could what we tend to do is we use google docs which has a nice little plugin which if you click on add-ins on the menu bar yeah you can add in something for google analytics and then you choose the uh the 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 references that you want it's it's a bit challenging at first yeah and one of the things that we do find is we kind of get unexpected results sometimes but now that we've sort of mastered that that's the way in which we pull everything down when we're not doing like the conventional reporting stuff when we're doing Mm. The, what you might call the analysis stuff, because wow. we can get way more information that way. So you, but basically Google spreadsheets can, can suck data in from your um, Google Analytics account. Absolutely. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Pretty amazing. And we do that because we want to kind of get that raw data, not not the version that Google gives us, but we want to choose the the metrics, the the dimensions, and everything that we want to select. And then we kind of click the button, and hopefully it comes out. We literally then just click download, and to be honest, I just put everything into pivot tables and hopefully get out the information that I want. So if you're an expert at Excel, you can uh, get some pretty good information, I would imagine. We tend to find that even people who aren't experts in Excel can mm. do this stuff now. It really is really quite easy it just takes a bit of practice we'll probably write a blog post on how we can do this better actually i think rather than me trying to explain this over a podcast jerry you mentioned universal just tell us what the difference in universal and non-universal is okay so universal is what google are pushing out as their latest version of google analytics Mm -hmm. universal is fantastic in that what they're basically saying is that you can pull in a lot more information as you want to push into the the analytics data Mm -hmm. one of the things that we've been doing is pushing in additional metrics and dimensions everything from uh, data coming in from a crm through to information that that basically comes in from external sources uh a classic example recently has been weather. People have been pushing that information in. The other thing is that they're trying to say that um, they've they've shifted away from visits and visitors to sessions and users. The idea behind the users it means that you can include everybody in one user who is across device. This means that if they've gone from a web uh, from a, a desktop PC mm. to a tablet to a mobile, if you can link them up, you can consider them to be one single user. You touched previously on landing page optimization. Can you just expand on that? Absolutely. So one of the things that we do do is we don't just look at the landing pages by sources. When we look at things like conversion rates and return on investment, we can also look at Instead of just like organic and pay-per-click, we can kind of go, right, is this meeting all the demographics? Is there a reason why one demographic is not converting? One demographic has got a very different um, average order value. And is this because the landing page can be optimized around that particular demographic to basically improve it? Uh, great examples are um, if they're, if you're selling a product that only fits a sort of a, a different age range, mm. why is it not? Or is there some way to kind of optimize for the, the, the age ranges that aren't converting? Well, Jerry, thank you so much. That's really interesting information. So thanks for listening. It's sitevisibility.com slash podcast is a place to go if you want to look at the show notes. Um, emails to podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. If you want to leave a message or a question, then it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. And of course, you can find us on iTunes. So it's goodbye from me, Andy White, and it's goodbye from myself, Jerry White. See you next time.